Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Yes, we are continuing our Solo at Home series in association with Druhid Art Centre. It features a diverse range of artists performing from the intimacy of their own homes and you can get all the videos on the Drihid Art Centre's YouTube channel. Now this week's video features Nigerian Irish performance poet, writer, playwright and spoken word artist Togogo Hart who has been entertaining audiences in open mics and poetry slams for many years. He won Slam Sunday Grand Slam which qualified him to perform at Electric Picnic and Togogo features alongside Neve Regan, Thomas Walsh and Roisin Ward Morrow in this week's session. I'm delighted to welcome him to 11 to 1. How are you doing, Dagogo? Hi, Sinead. How are you? I'm doing good. Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Uh, now, I have to say, you're a 9 to 5 pharmacist, but a 24-7 <laughs> poet, as your Twitter I profile am. explains. But your whole your heart <laughs> is clearly with poetry, is it? It is. It is. 100%. That's why it's 24-7. <laughs> uh, but you started working with words as young as 13 whilst still at school in Nigeria. How did it all begin? How were you introduced to, to the spoken word and poetry? Um, I suppose it all started with like music, um, hip-hop music. Um, and I, I was part of a, a rap group when I was in secondary school in Nigeria. <laughs> and that, that, was, that was the beginnings of me, you know, writing words. So he started with me writing like rap verses and stuff like that. And I suppose it just naturally progressed to, to writing poetry because, you know, rap is rhythm and poetry. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can definitely get a bit of the rap uh, artist still there in terms of the, the rhythm of how you speak when you watch one of your performance <laughs> pieces. Absolutely. Um, but you moved to Ireland in 2010. You moved to Tralee to study and you never left. But your homeland is never far away. And a lot of your work is very much inspired by your hometown. Isn't that right? It is, it is, 100%. I mean, you, you never forget your foundation, the, your upbringing and the, the, the values and the principles that are instilled in you from a young age. So even when you're, you're doing any form of art, you know, it's always reflected in that. Yeah, yeah. So what was it like for you then coming to Irish shores in 2010, you know, so far away from home, Nigeria, like literally a world away? Yeah, it was a shock. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you remember the 2010 winter, but yeah, it was it was a big <laughs> shock. Um, and because I was such, I don't know, I was much a younger man at the time. I came when I was 16. Um, so leaving home at 16 and then just plunging into like new weather, new environment, new culture, new food, new everything. It, it was definitely a shock. But I suppose... Ireland is one of those places where it doesn't take long to adjust just because of how 
inviting it is, or it has been for me anyway. Um, so it, it didn't take long for me to, to adjust, yeah. And that's interesting, actually, that you say that how inviting it is, because on the one hand, Ireland is, you know, the, the land of a thousand welcomes and all that kind of thing. But on the other hand, it can't be, particularly for people like yourself, you know, the immigrant experience and, and this idea of home. This is something that you kind of return to in your work. And I think there's a lot of conversation around the immigrant experience, you know, the black experience, that kind of thing. You know, how being here and living here in this country, what is your experience of it been like? It's like you said yourself, it's been it's been a mixed experience. Mm. Blind if I said I haven't had the, the the negatives to it as well, the racist experiences as well. But that's also countered by the the positives and the and the people that are welcome and the the inviting strangers, you know, and the people that are kind to you for no reason other than the fact that you're you're a human being. Um so like you said yourself, there, there's the negatives and the positives and we're all we're all being very optimistic in that as we continue to like progress and you know the country continues to become more diverse more intercultural and multicultural and and education keeps like you know improving obviously there's still a lot to do in that aspect but as education keeps improving you know the future is bright well, that's really great to hear because that was actually one of my, my my questions. Do you see it being a brighter future? But, you know, I listened to the um, to you read the poem Metal and I played a, a portion of it there, actually most of it before you came on. And I think a lot of people would be able to relate to this, but particularly men and this idea of needing to be strong, unbreakable. It's a powerful piece on modern masculinity. Tell me about the writing process of this, because to me, it's pretty much a masterpiece. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> masterpiece. Wow. And <laughs> um, like, like, like you said yourself, a lot of men will be able to relate to this, especially if you grew up in a, you know, a working class family or in a, you know, low economic class family, and you know that the role you have to play in terms of being a provider for your family also comes with that. that that's the good side, but it also comes with the fact that you're you're kind of raised not either intentionally or unintentionally to be strong, not just physically, but also emotionally and not show any. And that strength comes from not showing any emotion, which which I think is wrong. Um, I, there's a lot of strength in showing emotion because at the end of the day, like what you can achieve as one human being as a man can be easily multiplied by two if you, you know, involve somebody else, you know, show, show a little bit of emotion even, or what we would call weakness, quote and unquote, because that's when people like, people will be able to understand what's going on inside of you and then people can relate and be like, I'm also going through this. How can we together improve, basically? Yeah, so so that's, yeah. that is the premise of the poem, yeah. Yeah, and like when you talk about the metal being broken or being like, the, and then the, then at the end, you know, the metal can be soft and the, the, the cushions can be hard. Like, I mean, the metaphors of this is fantastic. But what what's it like getting up in front of an audience to perform spoken word? Are you more exposed because, you know, you can hear a pin drop, you've audiences full attention, you know, they're not concerned, say, with getting to a bar or talking to a friend like you would say in a concert. Is it very much like, oh God, you know, it's all like spotlight completely on you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You feel like <laughs> an emotional stripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> and then even afterwards, and you come off stage, and you've had like a good set. People come up to you. I want to have even more conversation about the things that you spoke on. So, so it is. It is good, but it's also very, very um, revealing and exposing and all the things that are going on on your inside. But yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it is fun though. It is good. Oh, it is. And and I'd imagine something like, you know, performing at, at, at a huge event like Electric Picnic, it must have been just like a pinch me moment, was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, Electric Picnic kind of happened at the very early stages of my career as well. As yeah. Call it, career. Yeah. Um, so I was still very, very very young and very, very nervous when I when I go on stage and then going on to Electric Picnic and performing there. Uh, it was it was wonderful. It was very exciting, but it was also very, very nervous and, and nerve-wracking, yeah. Well, you definitely don't look like you've got any nerves. You're so into it when you're doing it. But uh, you're, you're taking part in this brilliant Solo at Home series in association with Druid Arts Centre, performing from home, which I know artists are probably sick of at this stage. But for us, the audience, it's such a great way to kind of get an insight into you and maybe the uh, spaces at home where you've been creative. Exactly. Yeah, most definitely. And I suppose because you also have the um, opportunity to to speak even before um, you perform the piece, you can converse with the with the audience that isn't there, just like the way you would in a in a live gig. You know, like you can get you can almost feel that energy. Yeah, and even going back and watching your piece, like when it's being showed on the YouTube channel and everything, you can see the because it's live, you can see the chat and everything. So yeah. it's, it's really brilliant. It's really really brilliant. Yeah. And uh, you know, as a pharmacist, obviously in your in your day to day, you must be extremely busy. No doubt, this last year or so, there's not not been much time for you to write. But has it been that release for you at the end of the day to kind of forget about everything that's going on outside in the world with COVID and just sit down and write? Or have you had time to write this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have. Um, release is the exact right word. I mean, especially when it first started and. Um, work gets so stressful and you come back and you're still like all wired from just, you know, <laughs> being in the pharmacy for so many hours, like writing and being able to switch your brain from that from that intensity to something a lot more more creative. It, it has been a relief. Yeah. Um, and I think most importantly for me anyway, even, even the pieces that I don't like say perform or, you know, mm. like obviously everything is like performed from home at the moment, but even the piece I don't get to perform, just the, the, the art of just sitting down and writing something has has been like monumental for me the past year, yeah. And what are your plans then for the rest of this year? Are you hoping, I mean like I'm asking this tentatively, but are you hoping to get back to performing live for a live audience? I am, I am. I mean, uh, myself and my collective, I'm a, I'm a part of, we're called We Are Grio. We're currently working on something. So hopefully, fingers crossed, um, once restrictions are lifted a little bit more, we'll be able to have something, you know, a live performance, even if it's in like a park and everyone's socially distanced and everything. Yeah, you know, that'd be great. Being responsible. But I think, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good, especially since the sun is still out. So just taking advantage of something like that. Yeah, I think it'd be brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Dagogo, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. N- not at all. To go, go hard. He's just one of the many artists that you can see. Head over to the YouTube channel, Drihid Art Centre's YouTube channel, and you can see all of the Solo at Home series there.